Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Pod Special. This is the show where Fantasy Tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Michael Peterson, and I'm joined by my co-host, Eric Rentz. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball, or fantasy books, and the tools that we are developing that help us manage our teams. Or books. You want to talk about the Amazon show? I think it's very telling that you're calling it the Amazon show. I don't yet think of it as rings of power. They've certainly taken the long view. The word rings has not even been mentioned. No, you kind of thought that there was going to be a teaser when you see Celebrim uh, Bor, but they haven't mentioned rings yet. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead, but if that that little box could theoretically hold a ring, but I don't think so. I, I'm my bet is that it's anything but yeah. a ring, and that's the whole. That's a ruse. I, well, I will say when we get to discussing the episodes, I think they've they've been a little rusey. With they've been a little been a little rusey. I mean, they're obviously taking a very long, long horizon with this. But so we we are we are Tolkien fans in the way that I am not a Game of Thrones mm. fan. I love Game of Thrones. Mm. It's fun. I am. I watched the episodes. I've read the book. I've read the book. I haven't read the Blood Fire mm-hmm. book, but I've read most of the material. I'm not. I'm going to stop there. I'm not going to say I'm an expert. Tolkien, bordering on expert. You as well. We went to we went to the Morgan to see his you know, hand drawn maps. I think. Yeah, I think that yeah. That's that's already a level. <laughs> hand drawn maps, postcards, all sorts of little little trinkets. You know. So we we are Tolkien aficionados. So I propose that we do a series of pod specials, one each for these episodes, except for this first one, which is going to be a lot of material because we're going to go through the background. We're going to go through episode zero. We're going to go through episode episode one and then we're going to um then we'll start from there going through each one of these these episodes in depth sounds good to me so i want to back up the project in general the rings of power which wasn't named until you know it was revealed what the name was like not that that long ago but really bezos loves tolkien yes and this was a vanity project for him for amazon for amazon prime all of it I think that's right because the one thing that I mean, not to not to derail the conversation, but we talked about we've talked about Wheel of Time, which could have easily mm-hmm. been Amazon's marquee fantasy show to take yeah. on, and it wasn't to take on Game of Thrones, which is why they've been doing this project. But that that really is what's head to head, despite the fact that we're watching a Game of Thrones spinoff head to head against a Lord of the Rings spinoff loosely. This mm-hmm. is a different type of project than Wheel of Time was for Amazon. Not only did they pay a ton of money to do this uh, Tolkien project, they also paid a ton of money for Wheel of Time so they could sharpen their sword and be ready to do and learn, take some lumps before they did the epic fantasy series that was, that is the Rings of Power. So it's... Despite the fact that Wheel of Time is very much still going. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But... (laughs) Yeah, but Wheel of Time is to game. Uh, Wheel of Time is to Rings of Power what um, his Dark Materials is to Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's a good point. It's a good point. There is an audience. It is far more niche. Uh, yes. Yeah. So Amazon paid a ton of money to get this. They paid a ton of money six years ago, five years ago. Wow, I think it was. I, I mean. It, yeah, a while ago at this point. Yeah, I was in Minnesota when they announced it. So 
it's it's been a while and we didn't know no. it's just like we didn't know what they were going to do just yes. period it was it could be anything yes. we thought that it might be there was some talk of it being a, a um aragorn origin story all of a sudden here we are rings of power which is cool now i want to say even more one of the one of the things that has come to light more and more tolkien sold this there are two really important things tolkien's Tolkien's family estate sold this rights for the Second Age is what this 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 mm-hmm. show is. It's Second Age. This is all you guys can make these stories in this period of time, where we're pretty sure you can't do any harm. <laughs> well, you you know else. where you have to you know sort of where you came from, and you know where you have to get to for the Third Age. <laughs> and, and if so. you don't get there, you don't get there. But you can't. We're we're pretty sure that we're we can fix anything that you break. And then the other thing was they really didn't want Peter Jackson to be involved. Like use some of the like Howard Shore, you're back, fine. I but know, like, love that. It, and then <laughs> New Zealand, pony up. But you know, most of this is like we're gonna try to get separate from Peter Jackson here because he's become too ubiquitous with Lord of the Rings. So we wanted, so Tolkien family wanted to have new voices to let the old voices speak, I guess. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's new voices, isn't it? Well, to get the old voices, aka Tolkien, J.R.R. Uh, 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 uh. and Chris. So let's talk a little bit here. Tolkien history. Now we we read as I've as I've said, we read a couple of books last year, which is, uh, reminds you of the historiography of Tolkien, which is that he created this world, and also up until the day that he died, he was changing stories storylines throughout. So it's cool is that there's not one, there's a lot of this, there's not like one truth. So you and I are going to have some opinions on some things where it's like, well, if you were to read this piece from Tolkien, you might actually change it. Maybe Sauron is a cat. <laughs> just thinking out loud here, just spitballing. Right? He was a cat at one time. It, uh, he definitely was. We learned, we learned quite a bit. A man-sized cat. The first book that he wrote, was the Hobbit, and that it, it touched the first book that he wrote, published, got out, was the Hobbit. Yeah. He yeah. had been writing these stories, Baron Luthien, what would sort of become Children of Huron, Fall of Gondolin. He'd been writing those since he was in the trenches in, in World War One, mm-hmm. and the stories of Silmarils, stories of Valinor, all, like every everything of the first stage but when he started when he put down pen to paper was like i'm gonna write a story it was the hobbit that came out this in the in the third age of middle earth now remember that third age of middle earth that is so long after what happened the first age this is this is to say the third age is like what would you say 1400 if we're to put this in real world times wow now see that's very interesting uh yeah i think i think that's about right and I, it's very wow okay that's a cool comparison mm-hmm. so the first age kind of is like everything from babylon up through mm. caesar yeah and then so then you have this middle period and then the third age is sort of like i don't know one might say it's like um after charlemagne yeah i think that's probably so right. the second age is this like wheel and dealing weird time in the world that no one ever really wants to talk about like every in the in in like our perception of history i know that in, in france it might be a little bit different but there's a sort of like there's classical greece classical rome which is sort of the first age mm-hmm. and then there's sort of like and then you get into it then there's the dark ages there's middle ages that happen in like 
900 to you know whenever we enter the age of enlightenment 1506 it's i mean that's a great that's a great set of metaphors right for for the first age through third age i mean it's because the first age like we like we talked about last year right is this is this totally mythical high mm-hmm. vision for the way the world could be yeah <laughs> and of course and net now officially now that we've seen this show is the age that has not been depicted on screen <laughs> Right, right. We're gonna to have to get into that. Um, <laughs> well, I guess it's the question: Is do how much do we do we want to get into the the history? Because the history is like Iluvator is uh-huh. a supreme being. There are high elves who sit there, not even sit there. They're in the ether, and they sing a song, create Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. One of those is evil incarnate Morgoth. Yep, Melkor. <laughs> he is woven into the fabric of the world because he was singing his song with them great so just just remember that and then Iluvatar <laughs> says i'm going to bring you these two lower life forms not only that you we've already they're high elves you're the first high elves there are a few lower uh lower high elves <laughs> yes are <laughs> your arch angels yeah. they're they're angels to your archangels i'm going to create two two sets of um lower beings elves and men and they will populate this world and then you are so fascinated by them that you're going to invite the elves who are immortal will live forever can perish their soul lives forever they can perish you will invite them to heaven valinor you have created the trees the two trees which are light incarnate melkor destroys the trees before they were destroyed feanor creates the silmarils now in the show we even get we get a teeny teeny little talk about the silmarils which have Capture the essence of the trees in jewels. So much so that the the gods, the good gods and the bad the gods, the high elves, good and bad, are jealous of these. <laughs> that they that they exist. It's pretty crazy. Isn't that isn't that yeah. like how how good are you? It's like Clever and Bore even like says it like I, I haven't done anything compared to what my father did. I think I mean that's amazing because it's like it really is the it, it's the murkiest that anything... The first age is, interestingly, like the murkiest that anything gets in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Sorry, I think. grandfather. Grandfather. is the murkiest that anything gets, sort of, in Lord of the Rings, I think. Like, it's the, it's the most, like, everyone's just gunning for those Simrils. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's, that's what it is. And, like, it's like, we, we're trying to get them in a good way, trying to get them in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. No one is trying to get them in a good way, though. It is... In a better than bad way. How about that? Yeah. It is sin. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Okay. So the first... Now, what happens is Melkor steals the Silmarils. He goes Mm -hmm. back. He goes across from heaven to the rest of Middle Earth, which is inhabited by humans and some elves and whatever else. Deer and shit. You know, (laughs) he sets up his... He sets up Angbad... A, like a seat of horror. The Noldor, a.k.a. Feanor's people of the elves, there are several different families of elves. I guess there are three distinct families of elves in heaven, in Valinor. Feanor leads them away. How does he lead them away? In the show, we're going to slip right into the show here. Great. Let's do the it. show says, then they left because they wanted to fight for the Silmarils. They wanted to fight yeah. for, for this. Yeah, because they're... So the show... Makes them seem like pretty good guys. 
Yeah, kind of whitewashes. No, Feyenoord and the and the Noldor, which never mentioned it at all. I don't, did they ever say Noldor? No. The Noldor say to the Teleri who live on the shores, love boats, make boats. They make boats. Noldor don't make boats. Noldor make jewels and weapons. You know what's what's good is having a weapon. <laughs> when you're in a fight and want to steal boats from someone and they don't want to give them to you willingly, better to have yeah. a weapon, right? Yeah, that's Noldor right. killed elves on the shores of heaven. So let's not let's not whitewash this, guys. <laughs> that's why they're on Middle Earth. That's why they're what? stuck on the Middle Earth is because they did something so heinous to get back and to in pursuit of the Silmarils. They left. Well, every and, once in a while, they get to send people back in a boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. So Feanor, <laughs> Feanor and okay. his sons and the people following his sons, um, all the seaward, <laughs> all the seaward Whoa. guys, um, they take the boats, they go. Galadriel, as far as I am concerned, walked to Middle Earth across ice, basically went up to the North Pole and then banged a... <laughs> banged her right and then went over and then you're there yeah okay yeah. well as you saw her going through the tundra so this is where we so this is where the show starts us right is that we've and then yeah. they talk about so then there's a there's several years of war over the silmarils as yep. this as the noldor fight with melkor to try to get the the silmarils back yeah. one we did i mean we did we did get the end of the first age in the prologue we did. They really yada yada it, though. Oh, I mean, obviously. Well, they, they either figure you either know this already or you just aren't going to get you it. You don't really care. <laughs> yeah. So. You don't really care. Narn in Hainath, is that what the the yeah the mound is that she's sort of making with the heads? That's really... It was bodies. It was bodies of elves, but it was... Um, they just the helmets, yeah. yeah. But so yeah, they fight I mean, over the Silmarils. One is taken by Baron and Lithian. Well, the third one's missing. Two are missing. I thought we had a I thought we had a bead on the second one. One gets thrown into the sea. One gets thrown into right. into the pit pit of the earth. That's right. That's right. The one that is stolen is the one that is Baron and Lithian have. Um, Thingol then has the dwarves kill Thingol for it. Yeah. It passes into finally into the control of Arendil. Who yes. we get to see a little mural. She, that's Galadriel says the mural when she's um, going to see Gilgalad. The mural yes. is for Arendil, who goes. He is because the, they have really fucked shit up with Valinor to go back to get these Silmarils. That they heaven is locked to them, but Arendil goes and he goes across the seas and he finally get he's allowed to the shores and he goes. He makes a case that there needs to be help, and then heaven's like. Fuck. Yeah. Fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fine. We will send our host because uh, the Noldor men are at their lowest point that they've ever been at. Yeah. Arendil being Elrond's dad. Correct? Yep. Yes. Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Arendil being himself half elven because his mother is yes. um, <clears throat> Elwing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Elwing, who is. Do I have this right? Who is. Oh, Elwing is Thingol's daughter. Yes. So this, ah. remember that Arendil oh, yeah. is like, he is the ultimate in all of the positive lines, right? Because he has yes. Thingol. He has 
He has the blood of Thingol in him, Thingol being the king of the gray elves, yep. the ones who stayed, who when, when invited to heaven, they said, meh, I'm fine. We're good. <laughs> this is actually working out for us over here. Yeah. Thingol, who m- married a, one, of the high el- one of the high elves, the lower high elves. <laughs> yeah. Melian. So he's good. So you've got not only you've got Grey Elf, and then you have. Why do I always, I always lose my spot? Right, Elwing is the daughter of Dior, who is the daughter of Thingol. So okay, so your point, the summary, if I were to rephrase exactly what you said, is that we know First Age really well, and even you, the casual you, the listener, the if you were a casual Lord of the Rings watcher, you know the Third Age pretty freaking well at this yeah. point. You also, to be fair, you know the end of the second age. You know the end of the second age. Generally, yeah. yeah right, you've seen the end of the second age. You, you know how the second age ends, but that's it. And like, you literally know the last like year, maybe. With the, you, you know that the ring is cut from Sauron's hand. Yes. That is you the know, end of the second age. You know that. And I guess you know that, I mean, I guess you know that there are all of these rings out there you know that they're you know that they're from the second you know that they exist in the second age. We're telling you that they don't exist in the first age. <laughs> and yeah. hence now you know why the show is called The Rings of Power. Yeah. You you have deduced why it's called The Rings of Power, even though never said so far. Yeah. Okay. Episode synopsis zero point zero. What do you think of the fact, first of all, before I even say this, what do you think of the fact that this is called Shadow of the Past? Pretty sure that I've heard I've Listen to a song named Shadow of the Past many yeah, times. So ringing, kind of, ringing a bell. Yeah. Ringing a bell. Yeah. Can't believe that it's... And they don't use the theme, but they do have Howard Shore back. All right. Gladriel is disturbed by signs of an ancient evil's return. I, I don't... Okay. Arondir makes an unsettling discovery. Elrond is presented with an intriguing new venture. Nori breaks the Harfoot community's most deeply held rule. I agree with 50% of these synopsis. What do you mean by agree with? Is in they accurately portray the episode? Yeah. Okay, which ones do you not? Well, I, I don't know that... Well, first of all, it's like a huge thing that Galadriel thinks that the evil never actually went away. <laughs> right? So... She's not I, disturbed. I, she just knew it was there. And yeah, she's, exactly. She's so actually I, delighted. I, I actually don't... <laughs> ooh, ooh. I actually don't... Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to push, push back on that basically immediately. Um, the same thing is almost sort of true with Arondir, who was, like, waiting for this moment. <laughs> yeah, right? That's like, his whole job. Dude's not making an unsettling discovery. He's just like, I've been waiting for this. I knew this was going to happen. I told it's you not, guys. It's not unsettling when that's what your job was to do for many years. Now, I do think that Elrond has been, in, has been presented with an intriguing adventure. That's fine. And yep. it's unassailable that Nori broke the Hartford community's most deeply held rule. Yep. Sure. Okay. So I so by my score, that's fifty fifty. Okay. So we got to talk about Galadriel, Elrond, the world of men and hobbits, which aligns with with the synopsis, right? So what do you want to say? Of, what do you want to say about Galadriel and Elrond that hasn't already been sort of covered by us a little bit earlier? I th- I really wish that they had talked a little bit. I mean, she says it a couple times, like, "Hey, you know what? I'm a lot fucking older than you, right?" <laughs> I love that. I that's. She says it. I wish she said it like a million times because it's it bears repeating because it gets a little bit confusing in the beginning. Like even the lady is like, "That's not Elrond, one of those kids throwing at the rock, right?" No, he <laughs> won't be alive for three thousand years. Here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the guy does not exist. 
Yeah. Is she hunting? Is she hunting for Morgoth, or is she hunting for Sauron? Does she know what she's hunting for? No, it is clear that she's hunting for Sauron, and that is one thing that I will respect from this show is that Finrod, who we talked about at length, because Finrod, Finarfin, Felagund, Tolkien couldn't decide who was the older brother and who was the father of that group. Because again, Noldor is really three brothers: Feanor with the first, the first wife, and then Fingolfin and Finarfin. Yeah. So Finrod, we know Felagund because, as as we're alluding to, Felagund uh, was killed by the cat, Sauron. Sauron is Morgoth's lieutenant. We know that Morgoth is gone. Morgoth was thrown out. But, but when, we, we don't know that in the show. We I mean, don't know we, that in the show. We know that, but we don't know that in the show. We know that Felagund was killed. We got that part. That part was hit pretty hard. I, it, I think that they said that it was Sauron who defeated him. Yeah. No, they, I, they, yeah. they did. I mean, they point that part was clear, right? That was stage setting for them. So you're, but you're not sure that she's hunting for Sauron versus, because she never, she doesn't really say his name. I guess so. That's, she does. That's though. what I'm, I mean, that's what I'm. And we know I, it's the I'm eye. Like, it's, that's it like, ends oh, up I'm being the it. eye, the little symbol. But we don't know that yet. But I, anyway, that, I mean, that's where they're playing it all a little fast and loose, I think. Or not fast and loose, but they're playing it all a little rusey. Like, they're they're just tweaking it, you know, tweaking it just enough to give themselves some some way out here. And even when they were, like, even when they were first promoting this show and they were, like, ooh, the ultimate evil in the world, right? And it was, and everybody was, like, whoa, we're going to see Morgoth. And then it was, like, it's around. <laughs> well, you some know, people, still... <laughs> yeah, no, it's some people, the people that actually knew some stuff were, like, we're going to see Melkor? We're going to see Morgoth? Wow. And then all the people who just watched the shows and just, like, Pop Lord of the Rings fans are like, oh, cool, we're going to see Sauron again. But I think it's nice. Because who's right? I think, it's, exactly, I think it's the thing about the depiction of Sauron is that he was already depicted as the the third end of the Second Age, like decked out dark warrior man. Well, this is what ends up getting interesting because if we, the, what we know from the appendices is that Sauron is fair. So, you know, yeah. would feel fouler, would look fairer feel fowler that is yeah. sauron in the second because he convinces the best smiths in middle earth to make these gd rings with him you're you're put you're putting way ahead i'm just saying in the show like okay that's where we're going but i'm saying that in the show they showed us sauron right because and he looks in, like he does in the third age bingo <laughs> well i guess it's so, the sec- end of the second age i guess we're I guess we're walking that one back at some point i mean because in the because they're saying to. basically they're saying basically End of first age, he's Morgoth's most loyal lieutenant. They point that out. Fine, whatever. And he looks like third age Sauron already. Mm-hmm. I mean, down to like the helmet. Like they got him on the helmet. Mm-hmm. And Theo, poor Theo, has got his freaking sword apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And we had to add one more magical thing in, into this world, don't we? What? So I'm surprised they were allowed to. They were allowed to touch that. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> But one so one piece that as the Tolkien fan I can say is that Morgoth lost his humanity, elf manity, by pouring himself his power into his creations, Balrogs, yeah. dragon, orcs, other fell beasts. Sauron, the um the necromancer is the word that comes to mind, but the sorcerer, potentially he doesn't until he has made the ring. I think it's the the ring is what 
inhibits him from looking fair. Oh, actually, no. It's he's made the ring, and he um, what makes him never be able to look fair again is that his body is trapped. When Numenor sinks, he's trapped in Numenor. Remember, and he. That's right. That's right. To be able, he loses his body to be able to continue to be the evil being that is Sauron. All right. Anything else that we want to talk about, Elrond? Um, they're making him kind of a suck up. Yeah. It's a weird. It's a weird. Weird energy. Intro look. And I, I guess that they're trying to make him look like a a tryhard at this point in his career. Like he's like they're really trying to hammer point hammer home that Hermione he's, Granger. Yeah, and young and unpolished. Yeah. He's Hermione Granger. He's not Cedric Diggory. He's he's not Harry Potter. He's not he's not the chosen one. He is the smart try harder. Yeah. Guy. So I did kind of like I did actually really like the speech writing thing. It's like he's he's writing the speech and he don't like have a real like sense of what he's writing. Yes, exactly. He's right. He's writing something, and then they start reading the speech later. Like, oh, yeah, okay, it's so it. great. It's perfect because it's like that's the kind of twist that I really hope this show continues to do. Yes, of like everything is so set and stayed in um, Lord of the Rings, and this can be like a little bit, a little bit turned on its head. Of like, what are we looking? What are we following in this show? Yeah, we're not following the like wooden characters of Gandalf. And even Frodo having like real hard choices to be made and entering it and dealing with it like heroes. Maybe we can have this be a little bit more 21st century. Well, I, I think that's, I mean, that like to go back to the overarching discussion about adapting Middle Earth in general. I mean, this is what I was saying is that Tolkien took Arthurian legends and in british legends and brought them to a mid 20th century audience yeah and but that mid 20th century audience doesn't exist today (laughs) right so so the challenge was how do you bring those ideals into this show and you and at some point we'll have a conversation about this because you can only really unpack that when you look at it in contrast to wheel of time or in Mm -hmm. contrast to game of thrones Mm mm-hmm and that's when you see, like, okay, this is really different, even though they're trying to bring them both to the same era. Well, the wheels era. were set in motion. Two things, the, the, like, current movie craze, epic movie. I mean, they made it, they lampooned epic movies. This, Star Wars, and um, I, the X-Men, the, mm-hmm. the original X-Men, X-Men and X-Men 2, and um, that Spider-Man movie. It's like, all of that, that confluence around the turn of the millennium and the matrix Mm -hmm. created this ship that started sailing. And I think the centerpiece of it really was the epic movies was Lord of the Rings. If you release Lord of the Rings today, like that same movie, say everybody watched it from their memories. Yeah. It wouldn't be as popular 20 years later. So yeah, you have to change something. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's my point is that something has to change here. And the conflict, I like the conflict of like Elrond, you're not invited because you're not an elf lord. So we get to see this, we get to see this progression of him earn being the high king of the Noldor. What does that mean? It's like everybody leaves. It's like you're the freshman on campus. One day you'll be, you'll be able to lead everybody. It's like, oh yeah, I'll be, be captain of the baseball team because everybody that I knew has left who I admired. Yeah, exactly. And so there, there is something implicit in presenting Elrond here and presenting all of these 
higher ups around him and the fact that we know that he's going to like you and I know that he's going to get one of these rings. <laughs> and yeah. you're like There's... Again, no mention of a ring yet. No mention. No mention. But yeah, it's interesting. Interesting stuff. Men. Well they're really depicted as I mean, in the first ep- in the first episode, just dirt bags, right? Because you're like, those guys, they're the wrong people. They're the wrong guys. <laughs> Which I thought, which I thought was an interesting way to introduce the world. It sets the stage in a more magic-oriented way because it's just like, whereas whereas Lord of the Rings is eventually building towards the world of men, and in the final conclusion, right? Like that's like a really important thing. Mm-hmm. Now we're now we're being shown, not even not told. Like most of the men are bad. They're animals. <laughs> like, here's what you got right now: bad times. We have not seen a. Well, Halbrand, I guess, at the end of yeah. episode, it, or it, episode. Yeah, except, except for the part. Also, <laughs> except for the not. part where he ditches all the other dudes. Yeah. So I'm saying that the men are sort of the standout here because then you get to the hobbits who we're also supposed to be interested in. Basically, we're supposed to be interested. We're supposed to be rooting for everyone who's not the men. <laughs> right, now. right now. Yeah. That with we've seen. With the exception, I Umar. guess. Sure. With the exception, I guess, of Bronwyn, who we're supposed to be like, Bronwyn's different. Yeah, herb gatherer. Yeah, which I guess makes maybe means that we should pivot into episode zero point one. You don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about the hobbits in, in episode zero point one. Yeah, Thanks. yeah, exactly. episode zero point one. Okay, adrift. You want a synopsis for us? Sure. Gladriel finds a new ally. Elrond finds a cold reception from an old friend. Nori endeavors to help a stranger. Arondir searches for answers while Bronwyn warns her people of a threat. A little bit better. This is better. This is more accurate. Well, Gladriel. Well, Gladriel. Really kinda, is it an ally? A little. Do well, we maybe know? Not, maybe not the best. We don't know yet. Maybe that. Oh, maybe this is a spoiler. Elrond definitely found, faced a cold reception. That's fine. Nori has endeavored to help a stranger and capital S help a stranger. Um, and Arondir did look for answers, but Bronwyn kind of found them. So pff, I don't really know. <laughs> He's searching. He's looking in the wrong place. <laughs> Bronwyn's got it taken care of. If, if you want to make anxiety rise in your viewer, who is me, viewer of one, make someone travel through a hole. What, what about one that's gradually narrowing over time? Ugh. And then Seriously, and then eventually it ends in water. Of my, half of my nightmares are this. Half of my <laughs> nightmares are this in which either I go through that hole and I know that I have to go back at some point. I mean, there's, there's no weight heavier than knowing that you have to go back through that hole. If this is like a labyrinth where you're just going through the whole way... Fine. If this is a maze where you're going to have to go back through that hole. Oh. I mean, he was, yeah, I was very, like, like, I wouldn't do this because he's, he's going back through that, I guess, in some way. But also I was thinking, like, why did somebody craft this size hole? <laughs> somebody. It was an orc. Yeah, but, but the orc had to go back and forth. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's smaller. Yeah, that orc that we did no, see was a big, big. Old orc. That was a big, <laughs> big orc. That orc, like orc like, size. I was thinking to me like the orcs going through that hole. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously the one making it, right? Because it's the scratches that Arondir yeah. sees in there, right? Yeah. And to be fair, the scratches were oriented, I think, in the direction that Arondir was going. And I was yeah. like, that's a little weird. There's got to be. So, there's got to be an exit somewhere. Somewhere. What? Because yeah. because orcs famously love to swim, go through. Go through the same water that Arondir went through. I was like, I don't know, something's a little weird here. But so I, that part actually to me fell a little fell a little flat. But okay, but this actually. So your point was man. No, but the love. whole point is that it's not. It, it's not. It didn't. 
it it created an emotional response in me, which is all that it was supposed oh, to yeah. do for the rest of the episode. Yeah. So, I mean, you're really supposed to see that Arandu really cares about the people and Arandu really cares about the Bronwyn. <laughs> Bronwyn. Yeah. Yeah. And Bronwyn really cares about protecting Theo, who's got a very illicit, <laughs> a very illicit item. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This is the, yeah, this is the mom on, on PTO who never, everybody doesn't like. She's good two shoes. Who has a kid who's smoking weed every single fucking day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know it. I mean, Theo. We know it. Theo, <laughs> Theo my guy, did it. Theo. Nothing tipped you off that this was that this was an issue. Well, but th- this is sort of the men men are bad model. Wow. So you're saying we're we're headed towards Theo corruption town. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, so I I did. I think don't think myself, that this is. I don't think that this is Frodo valiantly fighting. Absolutely not. I did think to myself that this that this was a little bit wheel of timey borrow that it did yeah like ooh, ooh, a person got an item that they shouldn't have what does that sound like <laughs> a very dark item in there like it's well, i don't know so anyway did it come from shatter Logoth or something <laughs> i mean it kind of is like okay we could have we could have stolen a little bit less material but all right. no but it's not because shatter Logoth is its own form of evil whereas okay. this is clearly sauron we split hairs here yeah split hairs here? All right. we are at this point, we are. Uh, I, I think the stranger is interesting because because we don't have any idea where this is going. He could be anybody, but he clearly has some power. Well, <laughs> yes, <laughs> he could be. But seriously, let's let's try to list it out. He could be. He could be a Randil, a very specific person. He could be like Saruman, aka Kurinir. Yeah, uh, I, I Mithrandir. So that's more Gandalf. what I. That's more what I was thinking. He could be Tom Bombadil. Seems unlikely. I can't remember. I can't remember all of. Why the, couldn't he be Tom Bombadil? I can't remember all of the wizards. The Zeri. Yeah. There's the blue wizards don't get their name. Don't even get a name. And then I mean I Radagast. To me, it kind of seems like that's ripe for the picking. But they were sent at in the third age to find the ring. They had a clear mission. Good point. To find the ring and destroy the ring. That was why they're there. I don't think you can touch. I, I, could be it could be Melkor, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be, it could be Sauron, it could be, it shouldn't be. I, I'm kind of at a loss. I don't think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be none of the above. I think this. I think this is their attempt at straight up universe expansion. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't know Chris, where you come. Chris down is on rolling that. over in his grave. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think that the interesting ones would be, the least interesting one that I've highlighted as logical is tom bombadil it would be really kind of it would would make sense given his his proximity to the hobbits yeah his unknown origins unknown abilities this maybe i think would be really cool if it was arendil but based on what they've done so far i i really think arendil is i really think arendil is untouchable i think that's the most logical but i think it's i just think it's untouchable and And i think sauron i think I also think that I think that if it was going to be Urendil, that you would have wanted to drop better breadcrumbs earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, I feel like if you're going for a huge multi-season affair, it's like a little early to play the Urendil trump card. <laughs> the stranger himself is interesting. I mean, the answer the answer to why the stranger exists to me is to because you want. So the reason I was thinking wizards, like possibly, like oh, we might sneak something in, is because you want 
that Gandalf magic in this show. And you don't actually have a way to do that in the Second Age because it basically explicitly does not exist in the Second Age. Magic is an elf Noldor magic that is different. Right, exactly. Than a, like, I have a staff, I have a wand, I have hands, I say words. Right, and I think I think you want to, I think you, the Amazon showrunner, want to inject that into this world, and this is your way to do it. And that's why I think it's a either singing wizard or pure new invention. Dwarfs. Thrilled to see Khazad Doom. Um, yeah. Kind of glory. annoying that everybody who's important is named Durin. <laughs> it's hard, so hard. It's, it's, like, who's it's who. like, which Durin makes the critical error? <laughs> you know, like... Is like this the one? Is it three? Is it four? Is it neither of these yet? I, for a split second, I was like, at the end of the episode, it's like they're looking at a Simmeral, and they went there. But no, I. No, but for a for a split second, I was like, ooh, they're going there. Right. So there again. So it's like the stranger. There are options of what it is. It's What's Mithril, in the box? Right? Mithril. It's Mithril, right? And so it's Mithril. But so they threw me. Is for a Mithril? Are they going to make Mithril important to making the rings? Yeah, I think so because it's the I only unique. Will. It's the only unique item that you know about. In the, like, you again, the third age viewer. Yeah. On my run this morning, I had that sort of like that put in my head of like, so. The first thought, when you're told that the show is called The Rings of Power, you're going to say this box has a ring of power in it. And then, mm. no, it is definitely a trick. It's 100% a trick. We're in the 21st century for a reason. That's a, that's a 20th century kind of device. Yeah. The second thing that you think to yourself, or I thought to myself, is what if that's the heart of the mountain? I also thought that. But then, you know, I actually... said, no, there's too many mountains. But I'm actually happy to be in the heart of the mountain is a Silmaril, like, you know, like I'm, I'm, I've always been willing to entertain that theory. That the heart of the, heart of, uh, the Lonely Mountain was a yeah. Silmaril? Yeah. Oh. I don't know what Reddit boards you're on, but I'm not on those boards. <laughs> Interesting theory. Well, because then, then, then people had to figure out how you got either the one that went into the earth or the one that went under the sea into the Lonely Mountain. Yeah. And it, it wasn't easy. But, but the only thing that tipped me off is the fact that they actually mentioned the Silmarils repeatedly in the show. They did a couple and of like, times. Why are they saying this repeatedly if they're not setting us up for something? They found a Silmaril. I don't think that that's going to be acceptable. I don't think so either. But the thing that I was thinking when they were talking in the... So that's why Mithril. That's why I've, I've fallen down on it. it's going to be Mithril. So they, when they're talking in the lead up to this, though, I assumed that they, when they were like, Elrond has... Why did Elrond show up today? I assumed that they had already found the Balrog. Because one of these two Durins is the Durin that finds the Balrog. I'm not sure which one. Because they're going to find the Balrog before the end of this season, right? Before the end of the show. For sure, before the end of the show. But there's... I don't know. Yeah, that the history of the dwarves in Khazad-dûm is, is sort of opened. I guess they still need the dwarves for a while. They need the dwarves until the rings are forged. Because obviously the dwarves have to come out and help build the forge. <laughs> Yeah, so we're so we're told. So we're told. So okay, so you're on the when they're chatting about this that he found that they just found Mithril like that day and Elrond rolls up and they find that suspicious. Well, uh I mean, I don't know that it's like just that day, but they I think that they've clearly figured out this what that uh, his wife was probably looking at was was I don't know, man. We are a long we are a long way from seeing any rings. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, so how do we how do we feel so far? Good, very good. It's fine. 
Aww. better than Obi. So better than Obi Wan. Um, I, better than Wheel of Time. Yeah. Oh, no question. I think better than last season, last two seasons of Game of Thrones. I think. Yep. I will reserve judgment on where it ranks against other shows going on, but I think the reason that I'm willing to give this a good is because I think it's the best thing that we've seen in a while. And it it does have one of the problems with both of these shows is like we know these characters. The same thing that we had with Obi Wan, and now the same with House of Dragon is like we know which characters are going to die. <laughs> we know which ones are, or we know which ones are not going to live, and we kind of have a sense of when it's going to happen. Like, how much suspense can you have for Obi Wan when? you know he's going to get to episode four. How much suspense can you have for Galadriel when it's like, well, I don't know how she's going to get from the middle of nowhere home, but she will. I think Galadriel is actually not a super exciting player in this. No, absolutely not. In this ep- in this show. No. Though it's centered around her. I obviously find all the people that you don't know what their outcomes are way more exciting. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Yeah. Or do you care about the, the new guy? New guy elf? Ariador? No. No. Arondir. Arondir, whatever his name is. See, the problem. Like, I already don't know his name. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Arondir's fine. He's going to eat it at some point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's obvious, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't, th- I don't think Arondir was cast for the long haul. I think Arondir's cast to take it this season. Anything else? I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I think that we can have... I think we can have deep discussions about every episode, actually. Yeah, we can. In a way that you can't about other shows. And part of that's because of how immersed we are in the world. But part of that's, I think, the that the show is constructed well to be a little bit more open-ended. Yeah, questions are not necessarily... We can't necessarily answer the questions. Like, I think that we can answer all the questions that we want to in um, in-game uh, House of the Dragon. I mean, I think there's going to be twists and turns, but I think it's, it. you know, we're we're set out on the path already 